Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, gents. Uh, my name's Courtney Titus. I'm from South London. Um, my question for you is, is, why don't more celebrities get involved in issues such as the cost of living, immigration, um, just general things what's happening in the country. Is it because they're frightened of being cancelled in today's culture? Thanks for the podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Courtney, uh, from South London's question, why don't more people, aka celebrities, speak up on the issues such as immigration, cost of living, uh, are they frightened of being cancelled? Should we ask Gary Lineker? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Question. Uh, interesting question from Courtney. What do you think, Dave? I think it's a very good question. Um, I think it might be all of the above. Um, but I think the real question is that why do we pass on our own personal responsibility to these idols that we pedestalize and expect them to lead us ideologically when we all have the same power ourselves to raise these same issues rather than depending on these external people to um, give us our moral guidance. I think that's a very good answer, Courtney. I hope you like that. And uh, suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? Absolutely. No question is too big, too small, too much of a clout chase, or too high or low brow. And if you do like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, and you'll never miss an episode where you can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a podcast duo. Their podcast is known for being part reality and part experiment, focusing on self-care being an overwhelming job for women. Each week, they practice self-care on the podcast and take their listeners on a journey with them. They have been featured in the Sunday Times, Talk TV, Heat Magazine, The Daily Mail, Bella, Stylist Magazine, Pod Bible, and Glamour, just to name a few of the outlets where they have successfully been able to communicate their message from face yoga to tree hugging. These two will let you know what self-care is worth investing your time and money in and what self-care and well-being actually looks like. Please welcome to the show, Miss Lauren Mishcon and Nicole Goodman, aka the Self Care Club. Hello, hi, welcome. hi. Thanks for having us. I, is it worth flagging up that we know each other, Lauren? Because the audience don't know that. Well, the last time you saw me, I was in a a. You were holding my baby. I was holding your baby in a glitter jumpsuit, yeah. a wig, and some platforms. It was New Year's Eve. It, just that to clarify, a lot more. Sense. It wasn't just yeah. last Tuesday. Um, <laughs> I, it made it made sense to me either way. We share a sister. It sounded like what you were wearing was matching. So <laughs> yes, otherwise, yes. otherwise, had it been a clash, then I'd have been worried. That's not the kind no of person clash. you should have It was the wig that mm. gave it away. Okay. The glitter jumpsuit—that's yeah. the standard. But yeah, basically, yeah. basically, says me and Lawrence share uh, a sister-in-law, which we sounds do. weird when you say it like that. But it's it, it's perfectly worked. Depends perfectly on the fine. It works in the seventies. <laughs> if you told me, you know, glitter and jumpsuits, and that we share a sister-in-law, yeah. I'd be like, that's the way the world's going now. That's the way people are just more liberated these days. I don't think anyone days. else could say they share a sister-in-law, can That's quite an odd thing. Well, they wouldn't normally know each other particularly well, mm. whereas we seem to have known each other. We you do. advised me how to not uh, collapse when I was having my first child, my, and my wife as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> advice which you clearly needed, Howard. <laughs> we were panicking, because you doula, don't you, Lauren, as well? 
yes, I was a doula for 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. It was a helpful tool when you were about to become a dad, but now you've done it twice. So yeah, you're a yeah, pro. Yeah, fine. Uh, we don't know each other. We don't, Howard. No. So it's nice to meet you. No, yeah, nice to meet I you. I feel too. like that introduction has given you an insight as to who Howard is already, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's given me yeah. everything I need like, to know. And then the doula to help me during the pregnancy. That's what I needed. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I've just been acquainted with you guys. And uh, so far, so good. I guess a friend of Howard is a friend of mine. Oh. Um, it's a pleasure to have you guys here. He doesn't know all my friends, um, as well, pointing out. If he knew all my friends, I don't think you'd want all my friends. That's, I mean, that's more worrying about your circle than my own. If you don't even want me to meet your friends. Yeah, there's some that, that school friends and stuff. It doesn't, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I don't really speak to many people from school anyway, so yeah, I get that. Um, sometimes it's just happenstance. Uh, is um, it time for a question, uh, as the format of this show dictates, then? I think to continue uh, ensuring your self-care, it is time for a question. Um, ladies, first of all, thank you very much for attending the show. As our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you'd like, uh, which can be of any topic you like, which we'd like mm -hmm. to discuss for about 15 minutes. 15 minutes or some change. And then Howard, your uh, brother-in-law once removed, would like to pose a question to you too. <laughs> uh, not, should not your brother-in-law. No, he said brother-in-law once removed. Once removed. Yeah, just, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Howard will then ask a question, which yeah. I think will be very laboured by the sounds of it. And then uh, <laughs> I would like to do the same, keep up with tradition and pose a question to you. And then we'd love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where you can find out about your good works, past, present and future. The floor is yours, ladies, to ask the first question. So our question is, should we trust celebrities to sell us wellness? And if not, why not? Mm. Tell us about the inspiration for this question, guys. There have been so many celebrities, I think post-COVID, mm. that are jumping on the wellness bandwagon. I'll assume, and this is an assumption, that they were all sat in their homes, they weren't working, they were bored, and their agents were like, right, come on, let's just do a skincare line or do something whilst mm. we're at home, got nothing else to do. So Literally, I'm sure a lot of people saw like how much money was being earned from subscriptions to like uh, fitness gurus and all of to, like, it. supplements. They were like, so you can make the money without leaving your house? <laughs> Get my agent on the phone. And also cashing in on people feeling better or trying yeah. to cash in on people. Well, in a pandemic, better. people are going to be particularly pensive and focused on their wellness overall, yes. especially when the pandemic tells people that your uh, susceptibility to the infection is made worse by uh, pre existing medical conditions. Mm. All so, of it. Yeah, yeah. So. All of it. So within the space of what, six months, we had Brad Pitt. We had mm. oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Courtney Kardashian. Kate Moss. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And some of the products we we believed were getting more and more ridiculous right. and more and more Can you give examples? Kate Moss uh, released a range called Cosmos and mm. there was a lot of... Is it, is it, is it CMOS? No, it's that's not. Funny. That's a mystery. But we me. are testing that in a yeah. few months. <laughs> we are testing in a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Funny you say that. All the rage. One the of the serums, which cost, was it £230? Yeah. A serum, a face serum. Mm. And the ingredients, one of them was the mythical tears of Chios. Mm. Of whose? Exactly. Chios. It's a resin from yes. a tree yes. in on a Greek, Greek island. island. Right. Chios. Uh-huh. And that was one of the ingredients in this serum. Mm. That sounds like something that probably cost a lot less to import. <laughs> <laughs> if it was imported at if all. It was imported yeah. at all. How are you going to know? Yeah, exactly. So that's why we brought the question. That's yeah. a little bit of background because we're, we're constantly curious about what's happening in the wellness world, of course, because mm -hmm. we report on it. Yeah. And we're constantly curious about how celebrities are jumping on this trend. Do you try some of this? Do you try some of these? Yeah. We try everything. Howard. So go on. 
any highlights? Let me, let's say something nice before I, we're definitely going to dig in. <laughs> let's say something nice, right? Because it's something you thought, God, that was actually quite good. They properly researched but if it. But if you haven't had anything that's been particularly yeah. good, then that's also right, fine what was as the well. Product, we test less products than right. we do other things. So we sort of split our podcast into testing products the least, mental practices. That's probably the bulk of yes. our work because we believe we'll go on to this later that's what real self-care is we also test spiritual practices sometimes yeah like palm reading and all the manifesting crystal healing yeah Yeah. yeah. the more out there the better Uh, would they be out in the is that kind of like homeopathic remedies kind of thing would you say more holistic more more holistic that's it yeah 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 Yeah, spiritual stuff and then sometimes we do physical with lauren which I really, really don't like. resent. So like Couch to 5K, what oh, yeah. horrible things have you made me do? Oh, you made me go to the gym for a month, four days a Make week. You I bet go. you love that, didn't you? I no. absolutely have never hated a month more. It's the worst. <laughs> Come it's really? the worst. It's the worst. Oh, I love exercise. Even though she exercise got, is the best thing that's ever. That's not the same as going to the gym. It is. Nicole lives no, no. in the gym. Right. It's not the same. It is not the same as going to the gym. The gym can be, depending on what kind of routine you have, it's very different to exercise. I love playing football. I can play football every day. Right, I enjoy I doing see. that. Okay, fair Whereas okay. repeatedly going on the treadmill and then oh. cross training oh. and then having to watch mm. a man's testicles dangle from behind because he puts his socks on in the changing room first. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't uh, have to do that. I just want to that's make not exercise. Can we clarify? Saying, that's not exercise. <laughs> but I just think, I think also, I don't know. I'm just weird. I find I'm just resentful of having to go on a cycle that doesn't take me anywhere. I am yeah. so with you. That's why I don't understand treadmills. What is the point? Go for that? a walk outside, walk surely. Outside. Well, they, they reckon it's because of the lack of evenness that you get on the roads can cause like shin splints and can affect mm. you. However, I feel like it's just way too close that people with their own water bottles and treadmills go to do repeated, repeated exercises in a gym. It's way too close to being a hamster, if you ask me. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to. Optics of it. I'm going to go back to the question just because uh, I think we need to get to it, it, it at some point. Is that, <laughs> um, I think ultimately people with a major audience will always try and exploit it, depending on what is in vogue. So across COVID and that this last few years, self care has become more prevalent in mm-hmm, society, right? For sure. Yes. So people have just tried to exploit that, and I think that's pretty much what will always happen so like for example i was thinking about how like uh you know the legalization of cannabis right i don't live in a country where that's le- that's happened yet but once that happens here can you imagine the amount of celebs that are going to start selling cannabis yes based yeah. products yes. already do because even though you can't get cannabis based stuff mm. because you now have a uh, CBD. CBD, yeah, yeah. Mm. People are now. CBD's on the wane, I would yeah. say. The yeah. thing is, celebrities would always endorse things. You would have Michael Jackson doing diet Pepsi, wasn't it? Yeah, Pepsi, yeah, not yeah. Coke. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. Now they need their own stuff. Yeah, like and the they... energy drink from the uh, oh, KSI. Prime. Oh, yeah. Prime. I mean, I was yeah. in Sainsbury's at 7.32 one morning <laughs> because they are dealing Prime in my son's primary school. Yeah. When I say dealing, yeah. what I mean is the older brothers... Buy it, buy it and then, and then they get the sell it up. Sell it to mark the, up, yeah. It is. I've never seen such a racket. But what I don't yeah. understand is, don't they realise they could just go to the supermarket and get it? <laughs> I, just, it I think, I think it's, it also sells quite quickly as well. Yes, but, very but quickly. It, you're only part, allowed to buy three. Yeah, you're only allowed to buy three bits, and it's all part of. Um, it's a limit. So now you have this new process, which is also, I guess, there is a, a uh, intersectionality here as well. Is that like you have this new era of drops? Where yes. yeah, not yeah, only yeah. do celebrities endorse products, but it's all marketed around this idea of scarcity. Yes. So yeah. the key is to be able to buy it at a retail price, then to sell it for a large markup. So essentially, 
we're doing the work for corporations where they are able to realize their scrap value as a much higher level than they would normally would. Because normally if we didn't do that kind of thing, or it was a, normally there was a surplus of stuff, then you can normally wait for it to go on sale or become reduced as it's about to go off. Whereas now, because they have this manufactured scarcity, they are able to make people do the job for them. Mm. So now we're all organizing our own pyramid schemes. Yeah, right? precisely. And it causes a lot of stress. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Sugar, it's sugar, hello. Yeah, and it's sugar water as well. So it's not it's going. It's not good for you. Lucas Aid. Yeah, and Lucas Lucas Aid isn't that good anymore either since the sugar tax. It's disgusting. I actually I, tried I didn't it. Try it. I snuck it out of the fridge that my daughter had been saving it, and I took a swig because I need to know what all the big. Di- it's disgusting. Yeah, of course. I believe you. I mean. I good think, for KSI. Good for him. <laughs> well, but also I think there's there's things that are it's an interesting phrase, isn't it? On brand, right? Like people become brands and therefore stuff for them. So like um, you know, you can probably quickly come up with some Rihanna, example. Fenty Beauty. Yeah. She was really the OG of all of this. Yeah. But that's beauty. It is beauty. Rather but than but wellness. also the amount of money she made from that line, and no one had really done that before. Mm. So celebrities. Uh, David did Beckham stuff. with Herbalife. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was I like, didn't know that he endorsed he was a big, that. He was a big he part of that, yeah. Because that's shameful. When they, when they did the, because uh, they were sponsoring uh, LA Galaxy at the time. Mm. So because he was playing for them, he became like one of their biggest proponents and stuff as well uh, with the whole supplement thing. And then uh, 50 Cent had uh, the vitamin water, which Coca-Cola then bought. Mm. I feel like if Coca-Cola buys your <laughs> vitamin water, it's probably not good for you. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I think I think for me, celebrities looking to this as a new revenue stream, I think it's A, come from the normalization of what we used to call being selling out. Mm. Yes. So if you were a celebrity yes. that attached yourself to a corporate entity, normally we'd all roll our eyes and be like, Ugh. but I think that uh, post, uh, probably post 2008, there's, and like Howard said, this reimagining of individuals as brands almost has allowed people to alleviate themselves of responsibilities. So it's like, it's not me, it's my brand. Yeah. So now you, your brand exists as a separate entity to yourself as a person, which means you're not able... Does it, though? It, well, we know it doesn't, but I, I guess... Social I guess media has, has the changed the game. The way you're it? able... Or not even before social media, but just being able to reimagine yourself as a corporate fiction or this corporate strongman where your brand sells things. Mm. It's like you can alleviate yourself of that kind of responsibility. So even when we talk about, like... We spoke about Rihanna today, and we talk about a lot of, a lot of celebrities that will advertise perfumes and will advertise cosmetics. But I remember at the time when Anita Ruddick was doing Body Shop, yeah. the USP yes, was that this shit that. is not tested on animals. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Whereas today, that doesn't even come up in a conversation. Oh, it does, it does. A lot of stuff does has it? to be vegan. A lot of stuff has to not be tested. Mm. Yeah, and sustainable. They're pretty up on that. And the packaging. and I think the beauty industry is different to the wellness industry, though. I, agree. I think you, they, these celebrities or anybody who's moving into the wellness world and starting a line have more responsibility than mm. selling a lipstick or a blusher or yeah. a perfume mm. because it has something different attached because to it. Because it's mental, so much of it, right? Well, because it's, well, it's, and also wellness, you've got to take it. Like yeah. Lipstick is external. You're, it's like you, topical, isn't it? Your application of it. Right, whereas, you're ingesting something and there's a yeah. promise attached mm. to it. You put a lipstick on, it either suits you or it doesn't. If you're actually going to put this serum on your face, there is a promise that it's going to sort your wrinkles out or sort your acne out or whatever it is, yeah. but something that's going to apparently improve your life. Mm. That's the bit that bugs me. I think for me, opportunity opportunity for someone to shove it down my throat not literally uh means that i'm not interested so like good example would be uh russell brand who i can't speak you know officially on behalf of this podcast but he you know he can go fuck himself um, <laughs> that's and, not an official yeah, statement that's just official for me you're not a fan um, howard i'm yeah, gathering but, yeah no. and so, so, so anything he says about wellness in his stuff no i've zero interest thank you but no uh whereas like i've come across things 
through routes that aren't like this person trying to sell it to me. Two examples. Uh, one is really obscure, which is the the music producer, Rick Rubin, who's famous for lots of things like Johnny Cash's stuff. But he's like massive, he's massive into meditation. And I ended up, I listened to a podcast he was a guest on. And in this podcast, he did meditation, which is really weird when you listen to it in a podcast. Yeah. But I was like, wow, I can actually really get a sense of what this is that he's talking about and why music is meditative, which you've talked about many times. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's like, that wasn't, that didn't, that's, that's, sometimes I listen to music a moment and I'll really slow my breathing down because I'll right. be like, all right, this guy's really helped me. Like, but it's he, not costing you 300 quid to do that. Could be very good. And he didn't even sell it to me. He was just talking about it. Mm. The other one is uh, yoga with Adrian. Because I get pain yeah. working at a mm-hmm, desk mm-hmm. in my shoulder. Same. And so I'll go and do yoga Adrian. And she, you know, is selling me something without really making me pay for it. So but you're going to her. That's what, that's, well. what that's the point. Like, I, I'm not having to shove down my throat. Yeah, that's I agree the, with you. And also it's authentic. It's coming from an authentic, passionate, good, intentional mm. place. And she's made a mint. But she's a- brilliant at what Adrian she does. Adrian has just made a mint. But, and that, that used to be the, uh, the, the boon of celebrity, is that by having a talent or having a unique insight or an approach to anything, you're able to realise like your financial potential. And obviously people have seen that and been able to co-opt that so that our celebrities are made and part of their ascension is how uh, willing they are mm. to endorse products or to sell lifestyles to people which will lead to remuneration for not just them, but also their stakeholders as well. Well, part of their part of their appeal to the people who will make that happen is whether or not they can sell stuff. Well, there's yeah. only one person who is the absolute perfect example of this yeah. whole thing, and that's Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what started, she was an actress, she had nothing to do with anything. And it was a four-year newsletter, that's what Goop was. It just went out. Well, was, she, she built a lifestyle brand. And but she, through a newsletter. And from the newsletter, well, it's not just through a newsletter. She's also Gwyneth years. Paltrow, yeah, that, who was yeah. also married to Chris yeah. Martin, who was also yeah. an A-list yeah. Oscar-winning yeah. actress. Like, well, well, she was wasn't she with it, Tom Cruise as well. Does that make sense? No, no. no. That's that's Nicole Holmes. Kidman. Kate Nicole Kate. Kidman. Yeah. Well. But it built to a brand, and the brand started selling, and yes. Goop became bigger and bigger and bigger. And now, anything she touts is huge. Personally, I think she's the greatest snake oil salesman of all time. <laughs> yeah, and is that and, and that and that might be linked to her celebrity. As you said, is that because she has a profile? Because that's the thing, and I think that's a, one of the reasons why celebrities are best poised to sell snake oil and lifestyles is that people already have a uh, distorted idea of celebrity as it yes. is. And whatever they can do, which gives them closer proximity to that or uh, lets them entertain a life of possibility, then celebrities are very good at being able to sell those to people. So it's not so much that Gwyneth Paltrow is a snake oil sales person. It's more the fact that people who want to be celebrities or want to be have close proximity to it are like well i won't be going to paltrow but if her and i use the same this <laughs> i'm close enough or this is the same one that Gwyneth paltrow uses and for some people like that's enough of a proxy of, touch of fame say yeah. a touch of fame like you know i mean you say Gwyneth paltrow i say michael jordan for jordan's oh, I, I mean he became an empire yeah didn't he it became that the first time we've seen someone become like a distinct brand yes outside of nike itself yeah. because mm. of what it's selling and what's ironic is i think it's, her, it's known now that he's also invested in like private prisons which mm. is ironic because a lot of people in prison for selling crack or killing people for jordan's mm. <laughs> wow it's a good question it's a great question it was a good question Thank you happy with the, the answer? It I don't fl- think we've got flew, to the bottom of it. It but flew by. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a good question it was, which we were going to revisit. I've got a good idea for a question for you guys as well. Okay. My question is going to be linked to your, you know, your one. Oh, great. Uh, we, as mentioned at the start, you know, we met a long time ago, Lauren. We did. Uh, probably my brother wedding, and sister-in-law. Brother and sister-in-law's wedding, yes. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
make you related or not? No. Well, no, no not really, not. but I would still yeah. say yes. Yeah, I'm not related to you. But but I think that's quite mean, Howard. I <laughs> if someone said, are you related to Howard? I'd say, yeah. I'm you not, would say no. She yeah, helped deliver your fucking children, Howard. <laughs> what more do you want from her? She hasn't got a she name. She helped bring your kids into the fucking world. There's no name. Anyway, I'm not going to get it. This isn't the question. Howard's disowning me. The question me. isn't what we I call Lauren. Like say I'm not disowning no, no. My point was going to be, we met about, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. It's quite a long time. It is. Uh, uh, you know, I've got older, you've got older. Uh, aging well. You're both. full of the compliments today. <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where he's going with this. I don't know where he's going. I was just going to say that. It's going in a really good place, guys. I hope guys. so. Just get ready. So like, I was thinking, God, that's a long time. And, you know, you weren't doing this 20 years ago. No. I wasn't doing this 20 years ago. And uh, But we, we will always have needed self-care. Yes. Right? Uh, and so my question is, how does self-care change Across your as you age, because the, the, oh, that's a brilliant question. Yeah, oh, because when question. you're, you know, let's say I met you when I was like, I don't know, twenty, mm. compared to what I am now. Like yeah. that, likewise, you, you know, and you, you know, your kids were like, I think you'd only just started having kids I, when I met. I don't you. think they existed. They didn't exist. And then you know, <laughs> thinking of having Christmas with you and your kids being like kids, and one of them like, I remember breaking a glass at Christmas dinner. I've forgiven him, but it's he, he did break a glass. <laughs> Uh, you know, like that's really stressful. I thought, that I really thought, I thought he thought he landed this plane, mate. Do you want to say again. something mean about my dog? I mean, where are we? Going? I quite like your dog. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But the just the idea that as, across your life, self care yeah. changes, right? I'm going to take it from my own experience. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, I've needed to implement a lot more self care to keep sane, grounded, stable, whatever word you want mm. to use. Because there's been my life has gotten busier and busier, and more people depend on me having kids, mm. having three jobs at one point, having a husband, having a home, having to walk the dog every day. Like there's always things mm. that are pressing on you, right? Mm. So in order to keep that level of being centered, that self-care has to come into play. Right. So when I was 20, I was footloose, fancy free. I didn't have a care in the world. I had a good job. I had money in my pocket. Yeah. I was very happy. I was going out drinking and doing whatever. And I would wake up the next morning. I was totally fine. If I go out drinking now, it takes me five days to recover. <laughs> right. And so then I have to put it all in yeah. to get back to that centered place where I don't think you need to do when you're younger. Mm. The thing is, I don't have to do anything because I have Nicole. Right. So, uh, essentially, uh, Nicole does all the self care, right. and I'm just sort of a garbage person. It's right. true. Along. It's it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, word, I do nothing. Con- the word is control in experiment. Garbage. Oh, I'm the control. You're the control. I'm yeah, the yeah. control. So I do essentially fuck all. Right, right. But I still manage somehow to look like this, which is perfectly presentable for yeah. 45. Would you say, Dane? I'm not asking him because he's just being quite cruel today. You should, you should have said Howard's much younger sister-in-law once Thank removed. You. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Well, so Nicole That's why people struggle drinks, to see the resemblance there because yeah, it's like... I know. Nicole drinks water all day endlessly. Right. I, I don't. Right. Lauren, Lauren likes to have the argument with me every day to oh, try and no, prove the point well. that you don't need to hydrate you yourself. Don't all the time I cannot endlessly hydrate I, I believe you do I believe right. you don't anyway we're both fine she drinks I don't <laughs> <laughs> she likes you, to like you... have protein lunches when what? we have lunch I just together. had one by the way what I just had a protein smoothie that no I, be, I mean when we have lunch together oh, Nicole, see, we like always make sure there's protein in it yeah, I don't yeah. really care I have a sandwich Nicole goes to the gym six get, days a week slump. I don't so, you know. So, who's more slumpy as a person? Lauren? Slumpy? Yeah, that's a verb that I've created. <laughs> what does you that know, mean? Well, I think sloppy? basically, 
the, the lethargic yeah like no, you, we're both quite peppy but i don't right. like mornings right okay because like some people slump right about like after lunch that's what happens to some people oh, I okay. think. it depends what i've eaten for lunch that's what i mean yeah. so that's yes. what your protein thing is yeah. like key but maybe at a certain age you don't care like you know what i mean when you're what, as you 25. get older or younger? Well, when you're 25, I mean, I remember thinking you being, like being, you know, in your 20s or whatever. Like, I remember being, going out and getting hammered, going to work the next day, and yeah. the morning just being a disaster. And I then, remember it being fine. Oh, right. I, I, was I would, fine. I would really struggle and then really pep up in the afternoon and probably want to go out again. Yeah, uh, to- totally. But yeah. I would literally go to work on two hours sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, then no be problem. cutting hair because I was a hairdresser at that right, time. Right. And I'd have sharp implements in my hands and I would be like shaking and I could I mean, <laughs> stink. I must have stunk. A few people lost some eyes, but apart from that, it was fine. Right? <laughs> I was always professional. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do that now. Right. Yeah. So I think self-care has to change and evolve mm. as you get older for sure. And I think you always have to be very in touch with what your wellness needs yeah. are. You always have to keep checking in with yourself. I'm, Lauren, is that is that is that uh, how is there a window of time that you leave out for like reassessment? So do you maybe do like a physical, or you know maybe get readings of like your blood and sugar levels on in intervals to see how you kind of have to adjust that? Because I imagine there's a there's an uh, aspect of uh, metabolism that's involved in the no, self care. I am always fine. Cool. <laughs> that's the beginning, the middle, the and the end. The truth is, she's it. not actually always fine. I am, though, aren't I? No. I'm fine. You're not always fine. and we Most have... of the time, I'm fine. Right. And she refuses to move anywhere other than I'm fine, whereas I need a thousand things in place to be fine. She yeah, does. Yeah, sure. But this is the beauty of the podcast because we're starting from a neutral place. We're not sort of broken, depleted, fucked up people. Yeah, yeah. We're very together women with very together ordered, organized lives. We mm. manage children, husbands, homes, jobs, everything. And so we're putting this stuff into place to see, well, what does work? What actually yeah. is useful? And what is just going to make you poorer and annoy you and yeah. waste time that we don't have because yeah. we're doing all this other stuff? Right. So that's that's the joy of the podcast, really. Yeah. And most of our self-care doesn't cost anything no. and mm. it doesn't take up too much time. But I would say in, in some kind of element of uh, summarizing what's been discussed here, that Ultimately, you have so few responsibilities when you're young mm. that self-care really doesn't matter because your your life isn't really that demanding, even if at times it might feel that way. It really isn't. It really isn't. And then once you end up with those responsibilities that you were describing or, or, or some of those responsibilities you're describing, mortgages, family, you know, whatever, pets, all number of things, jobs, uh, the, the strain becomes heavier. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, self-care is very important. That self-care, I think, manifests itself for lots of people in different ways now. I've, I was, I've recently been on holiday. Uh, I saw a very yeah, nice photo. It, it was good. It was good. It was all right. <laughs> I, I've, I kind of felt like that, like the holiday self-care. You went, it where is. did you yes. go last year? That's went, the ultimate in self-care. Antigua. Beautiful. It's the ultimate self-care. Mm. That is like big self-care mm. tip box ticking, isn't it? On, on yeah, holiday. of course. Uh, yeah. And also, I think younger people are better nowadays at looking after themselves because the conversation yeah. is bigger, much more open. We're more educated about what is needed to be well. Yeah, and they'll talk yeah. about their mental health in a way that our generation just didn't. Yeah, which I think a lot of uh, the practices that we have, which would be regarded as maybe destructive or as the antithesis to self care, like going out on the lash and getting yeah. drunk or doing drugs, normally stem from a psychological thing anyway. So the fact that younger people now are discussing uh, psychological issues probably means they don't have to self-medicate in other ways as well. So it's kind of changed the whole lifestyle. I hope so. I, I, I wonder. But then I was, that's what I, was, I wanted to ask, just to add on as well, is that like, 
Do you think that the face and discussion about self-care has had to change or adapt because of the fact that people are probably dealing with new external pressures now and new lifestyles? Definitely. Yes. Because... Um, yes. I would not want to be 15 again and oh have to navigate God, no. what they have to navigate. No yeah. And some of the issues that I see going on with my daughter's friends mm. are not issues that existed when I was younger amongst my mm -mm. peers. Mm -mm. Would you agree with A that? A hundred percent. Also, the difference between being parented by 80s parents and us lot now I mean wow I'm mm. just I would just say it was benevolent neglect and some of that was really good because we all built resilience and we learned how to cope with stuff and uh, kids today yeah, some, ah, some, some of us did and some of us did and we can refer to some of the uh the byproducts of an 80s upbringing as being like you know a uh, character building but character it, building but it, but yes it, but I don't think it worked for all of us some it of, some doesn't of us, work for all of us but it's very different parenting now looking at the way yeah. I was parenting. Well, my, mm. funny, my partner asked me the other day, she said, uh, were you like cuddled and stuff as a child or did your mum used to tell you she loved you? And I laughed in her face. Was that stupid? I was like, no, what the hell's wrong with you? What do you think this is? <laughs> but she was like, well, that's important. And I was like, yeah, is it? Because I think my parents' love language was very different because mm. they, were very, they were very different pressures. Mm. Yes. So, you know, them being there when I came home or having a roof over my head mm -hmm. were some of the larger indicators of care than others. Sure. Because, for example, when I was a kid, my mum never used to let me, when I used to go swimming lessons and I got two sisters, I had to get changed in the ladies' toilets. And I used to be so embarrassed <laughs> oh, as a little kid. But I realised that's because she didn't want me to be left by myself of in the male changing room. But at the time, I was just like, why? I'm a man. I'm almost a man. But I didn't understand it. Or like when I was a kid, like my parents didn't let me go to sleepovers. And I used to think, is it because they hate me? No, it's because you're safe. And, yeah. you know, there's stories, now all these stories we hear today about people that experience all these sexual trauma or essentially what the entire allegory for the narrative about monsters in the wardrobe or monsters under the bed really is. Like, I don't understand why they did that. So, But you can only un have that level of understanding as an adult, really, yeah. can't you? Looking back on it. Mm. I didn't massively resent them at the time. I just thought, well, they're just strict. And my parents yeah. are Windrush generation and they just don't mm. do that kind mm. of thing and don't want to impose. But now I understand that there's even more subtext to it. Then I'm like, oh, I see. You were just trying to keep me safe. Do so, you think when you have kids, you would make similar or different choices? I think I would make some similar choices for a lot of the things my parents did. Yeah. But what I would probably do is accompany it with an explanation. Okay. Mm. Because I think, not that my parents necessarily underestimated me, but I feel like if they explained the rationale behind stuff, because mm -hmm. I was able to deduce it anyway, so it's not like I've had to have the argument with them. I've been able to like work out on reflection. If they explained to me at the time and stuff as well, I probably would be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I come from a community where like smacking was a lot more normalized. My parents weren't really that abusive, but they might smack. I remember distinctly that my dad wouldn't go near my sisters after a certain point in time. And now I realize as soon as they began menstruating, he didn't touch them because he doesn't want to normalize domestic violence or, well, hitting a woman and also not normalize it for me either. Mm -hmm. at, the right time, I, at the time, I used to be like, do you just hate me? Yeah, yeah, Am I yeah, Dick Whittington? Yeah. What, what have I, I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> this white chromosome, is that why? And then, uh, but yeah, obviously it makes sense. We'll be back after this. 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the show. I think there's yeah. also balance is the tough. I mean, it's so stri- difficult to strike balance in this stuff because what your what your parents are doing now, as you say, compared to eight, in the eighties, you can go too far the other way, right? Like, as in, like, oh yes, and I definitely am not a proponent of the there is no such word as no, yeah, and all of this. Are you just having big feelings yeah. at the moment? <laughs> I, I hear yeah. a lot of that, but you're also. You also a parent boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, parent boys. I have three sons. It's and a very. <clears throat> I have two. Daughters. I run a tight ship, and yeah. it's a very different parenting experience. It is, but also the youngest. Like, and we have this both with our youngest. We do just want to like smell them and eat them. I don't yeah. so much anymore because I just want to like the sm- you know just mm. like mm, you know what I mean. But he's still mm. little. My little youngest is now a young like, woman. Well, you want to yeah. inhale them and just squeeze yeah. them. And I'm already watching my wife do that with our. Baby, oh, it's just it's like an addiction. But I think it's interesting because there's it's, it's things where you'd be like, okay, like, you know, the son, the kid is, you know, going through something. Mm. I'm talking about like a, 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 a medium. You're thing. in tantrum phase, though. That's what you're in right now. Yeah, I'm talking about more teenage. We're talking about what you're saying teenage. A medium sized kind of whatever. Just like there's something going on here. Yeah. There is a times where I kind of think maybe you've got to let him on with that because yeah. you know a yeah. lot of us did and were for fine sure. and actually working it out for themselves was part of the thing whereas mm-hmm. if you kind of let the it too much, but then yeah. it's also the thing of like times have changed and you know I, I did think about this on holiday I wasn't going to talk about this but I think I maybe should is you know like you know went to Thailand uh I mentioned this to you Dave and you know the, the Thailand changed last year um which is um they uh, legalized weed did they yeah. I did not know that. Same here. I did not know that until I got to the restaurant with my family and my in-laws, my parent-in-law, and there's a weed shop next to the fucking restaurant. And I was just like, oh my God, oh, this is incredible. <laughs> uh, and like we ordered and then I just went off, I left the kids with them and just went off to the shop. And I came back with this bag of like, you Treats. know, pre-rolled stuff. And, and, and then I realized as I held it, that my in-laws were looking at me like, what, what the, the are you fuck doing, are Howard? you doing? I'm really shocked it took you that long to realise that they might have well, that reaction. I was so excited. <laughs> you see, I was just so excited by the sight of, of yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's like, and um, they were never fired. do that in front of my in-laws, <laughs> but it was kind of well, but, Not in a million years. But, but, the, but the thing is, it's not, well, I mean, in a country, it's, it's not illegal. I'm not being a criminal. The problem in no. the UK, if I did that, is it's illegal, right? Well, it is. No. Yeah, it is. No, isn't it? Because it's, it's your, well, it's not like I'm, same yes. as me ordering I, a drink. I see what right? you're saying. It's like, the I'm, same as ordering a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I went and bought a bottle of wine from this wine yeah. shop. I went and bought some weed from the weed yeah. shop. Like, it's, it's completely legal. Anyway, the point of this was it was a weird experience. And then I was just discreet, you know, yeah. with, 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 you know, on the holiday. And um, I thought to myself afterwards, oh my God, this is some of the best self care 
I've ever experienced in my life because and me and Dane talk about you know this stuff <laughs> listen, quite a bit listen no no no, 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 no it's not technically not self I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you hey ladies hey I know it's a I'm going to talk you through it right so you know I would do exercise I would do look after my kids all the normal things you do on holiday and just maybe once every other day because they roll these things up and they're pure they don't have any tobacco in it it's very strong there's no touch it's very strong so you would only you know take a puff and you're probably high for about four hours Uh, and that is a different experience, very high, high functioning experience of that. And I've obviously, I've got no work. Yeah. I've got no job. You know, there's no responsibility. What about the Your children kids? in the school? Very easy to look it's after easier. the children. It's very easier. Yeah, yeah. Because your focus is completely there on them. And I felt <sighs> freer. Personally, okay. mentally. I think this is a dad thing because I didn't think I would want to parent a baby and a toddler whilst stoned. Oh my swimming, God, it was pool. fantastic. Like, I was no. so much more into them than I normally am. And completely everything motor function and those. Yeah, th- this th- is people, dad people get this the idea. This is the first time I've heard this. But also, it depends if it's a sativa or indica as well, doesn't it? Uh, so it was, uh, it was it was a hybrid. So it, it was a very, I was very in a very safe place. There was no, like, I wasn't going to drive because that seems a yeah. bit dangerous. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm happily look I after my child. Is weed self care? But I, I honestly thought I wouldn't normally have said that. Yeah. I must stress you, but because in the holiday environment where you're yeah. not like at home, if you're doing it at home, you have to balance everything in life. Different, different set of circumstances. Whereas did in your, a holiday, did your in-laws get on board? They did not. Did Tara get on board? So she doesn't care. She doesn't care. No, well, she's like fine. Yeah, it's quite a new marriage <laughs> where there's like judgment. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, oh, it's all right for you to go and get stoned yeah. whilst I'm standing you're not, here looking after the kids. Yet, Howard, where you just one look just says a novel length of words. Hey, Howard's fine. His, his wife now has two boys that will love her unconditionally. Yes, yeah, so true. And, and, your and, surplus and, to requirements, yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point, really. Yeah. That they, they'll do everything she says. So yeah. she's 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 pretty set for men. Mm. I actually so, had a point, Ed, but we need yeah. to move on to Dane's question. Oh, okay. but my point about the weed story was just going to be, uh, I thought that was you like felt really, great. I felt really great. I felt really healthy, yeah. felt really happy. Yeah. wasn't really damaging my lungs because it's yeah. like a literally one drug. Anyway, point being, what will I tell my kids? Like I was thinking afterwards, what am I going to tell my kids about this 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 thing? I don't want to pro- make them, I don't want to like suggest to them give it to them necessarily but they will probably find it work it out themselves so I was way. thinking to myself god parenting will have changed <laughs> so significantly like that's compared to what my dad and my mum were offering me what I would offer my they were mainly offering you smoked salmon bagels exactly which yeah. slightly mm-hmm. different to which, weed which I'll take that too I mean either I way, also would take after that. the weed a bagel or split yeah, I mean either after. way it's a good it's a good it's a good day over at the parents <laughs> if you ask me that's um, but maybe that's well. the self-care I need at this age of my life. I don't know. But you're saying it's not self-care. Maybe we should come on your show and we should get really high. I and don't see think it. that we can do that because then I think our advertisers might go away and we'd lose the show. So I'm going to say that's a hard no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for anyway, the offer. Dane, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't advertisers like weed was going to be the... Uh, um, Pointing oh. out that if we if we did an episode in Thailand, we'd be fine. If you'd like to fly us out to Thailand for a week, put us up somewhere, and it has to be in a lovely wellness retreat yeah. somewhere. Yeah, well, we we're can game. Also have we're massages. up for it. Then we'll come with you guys and test stuff Dane, out. That's I think fine, yeah. I can find someone out in Thailand to pay for this to happen. Okay, we I, all go out. I'd what? rather I'd, I'd go. Oh, I, I'm totally up for I'm, that. Howard, you've sold Thailand to me very well, actually, because mm. uh, that sounds I like the self care I'm into as well, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up on that. Okay, but great. It, we've learned a lot in this 15 minutes of my really weird question that's gone from... It was a great question. It was a great question. I felt like... The, <laughs> it went a I little like pear-shaped, but it, it was a great question. Yeah. Must stress, don't get arrested for drugs, guys. 
<laughs> and be careful with whatever you do, which is not the same as not doing not doing them. No, so no. that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, just don't get caught. Thanks, Howard. Good. <laughs> Good lessons. I think your son is going to be delighted with this episode, Lauren. Uh, Dane, over to you um, for you the final question of today's excellent episode. So uh, I guess my question, which I hope doesn't throw your whole this could for your whole livelihood out of whack because but oh, uh, dear. don't worry I, I promise to land this plane i um <laughs> I, I think obviously yeah self-care has been as a part of i guess mainstream culture has massively exploded particularly post the pandemic and i think that people prioritizing their care and having a lot more insight as to what they put in their bodies is a great thing however i worry that it's happening against the backdrop of the privatization and dismantling of our universal healthcare systems. And I feel like communally or collectively, those things kind of arose out of the fact that we all understood that we do need some self-care or have access to those resources. So I guess my question is, is self-care having an overall negative effect on universal healthcare? Mm -hmm. Because I worry that sometimes people are like, I've got to take care of myself and at the same time, I feel like we're taxpayers and we've paid into a system which provides us with access to care because we don't always all have the resources to be able yeah. to get certain amenities for our self-care. And I think it's a good thing that we can buy supplements and people can buy a lot of things as well. But at the same time, we, we've also paid a lot of money into a institution that can provide that for us. And I think with the whole thing with celebrities and stuff, I'm worried that celebrities are a great distraction from people thinking about stuff like this is all well and good but if you get a tumor and you live in america you got to remortgage your house yeah and gwyneth paltrow ain't saving you she is not not with a vagina candle not with a vagina candle mm -mm. um it'd be a nice attraction if they like make them comfortable and that's the last thing you want to experience before you go onto the other side some people might want to smell gwyneth paltrow's pussy before they go to heaven but uh is that a Coldplay song huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a b it's a b side, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just yeah, with the whole with the whole advent of like self-care, particularly as promoted by celebrities, yep. I sometimes just worry that when everyone's like, oh, just are we yes. are we ignoring the fact that like cancer can mean you can go bankrupt in the States and if not now, your waiting times at accident emergency in the UK is insane nowadays. Mm -hmm. Or basically the fact that now by the time you come to the end of your working age, you may not even have a pension or have access to any of this uh this healthcare. Mm -hmm. So mm. self-care and healthcare are very different, mm. aren't they? Yeah. And what we are dealing with and talking about on a weekly basis is not how to make yourself better if you are ill. Mm. It is how to make the best of what you have right now. And we don't want anyone to spend money doing that. Yeah. So we're talking about things like, well, is your work-life balance out of whack? Mm. What can you put in place to help that? Have you got a problem with your boundaries? Is everyone stepping all over you all the time? Women have a bigger problem with that and with saying no. That's a classic. Yeah. Yep. So we're sort of leaning more into that sort of thing. And we're doing things like how to have a difficult conversation, yeah. how to um, how to learn to stand up for yourself, how to let go of being right. These things yeah. that are life skills that are so necessary to yeah. your wellness, to your happiness, to overall making your life a richer experience. Yes. But what's happening in the healthcare world, I don't think, I don't see the link between that and what's mm. happening in the world of self-care. Mm. I get it. Because the thing is, I say it because I think what you promote is really healthy. Even though it may not be necessarily classified as like, you know, uh, healthcare practices such as like prescribing medication. Yes. Mm. I think a lot of the things you discuss are very useful where healthcare is concerned because 
if you look at conditions, chronic conditions like insomnia or mm-hmm. hypertension, mm-hmm. or I think those stem from the things yes. that you guys discuss, that people that totally. neglect their self-care Absolutely. then create autoimmune issues yes. that manifest their diseases later on yes. in life. We've yeah. talked about skin so, issues before, right? Yeah. Skin issues to me, like not all of them, obviously but can be hugely linked to your kind of Emotional mental well-being. Of course they can. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But the trouble is, and this is this is the thing, is that lots of people like to buy into what Nicole and I call plaster practices. Mm. And this is stuff that costs you money that you slap on, you slap on the greys, it covers it up for a little bit. But you're not dealing with the underlying issue. Yeah. So we're digging into the stuff that's making you have insomnia, that's making your skin break out, that's making you feel really underconfident let's tackle that stuff and then mm. maybe the other stuff will ease. I mean, it kind of almost feels comedic in my head to think about going to like the people I've spoken to in the NHS and having some of those conversations that you've talked of about. Of course. It would just feel so, it, it just feels a million miles away. Yet obviously, you know, the point Dave's making is that it's, it's not in some respects. Where they're, it's they're, all connected. Yeah, they're all yeah. connected. You also have to be very careful when you're, with people and they're saying, oh, I've got terrible insomnia or I'm really anxious. And then you start kind of start unpicking it with them and you're like, well, actually what you really need to do is have a really difficult conversation with your husband and yeah. put in some boundaries and you might actually start to feel better. But people don't, they have yeah. to be ready for it and they have to link the two that actually it's perhaps things that they're putting in their life that are causing these stresses. Like I've started to notice, and I'm not going to name, but like I've, I've spotted a few people in my universe, whose marriages are, you know, say, I've noticed my wife doesn't smoke enough weed. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my in laws. Yeah. 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 They need to chill out. Yeah. Let's be cool. <laughs> yeah, I've just noticed that, that <laughs> it's, I'm probably getting to an age where people are starting to have, you know, complications in their marriages. It's called children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in some cases, it's not. In some okay. cases, it's, I won't go into the details, but like, just started to notice that more and more because it's an age where it starts to happen. And then I obviously, you know, converse with them and discuss, you know, discuss it as you should as a friend, right? And then I always end up in the back in that scenario going, have you ever thought about not sleeping in the same bedroom? <laughs> which was one of the first things that me and Dane talked about in this podcast with me and my wife, which is that we can't share a bed. Oh no. I keep her up at you night. see, Nicole and I are like, we love to share a bed with our husbands, even though they are, I'm going to say they both snore. I'm going to just, Lay that yeah. out on, in public. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. No, it's, it's the physical movement that Tara can't cope with. I move around. Oh, you're a, a shuffler. Lot. Shuffler. So she can't. She and like it ruined. And we've done this eighty-five times at this point. I cannot stay. So and it's actually so made. You the, don't share a bed. Don't no, share. we've got two bedrooms. So you know, oh, I've got a room. She's got a room. I say goodnight to her. It, oh, I it just but also worth pointing out that she wants to go to bed earlier than me a lot of the time. Yeah. So when I want to watch match of the day, yeah, it's, it's much what easier. Headphones are for. I, I don't <laughs> see in my relationship any. <laughs> Real issues, and I imagine if if you took that bit away, so you um, actually have your own separate bedrooms. Yeah, come over sometime. I mean, <laughs> no, but so her clothes are in a different like, wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I feel like you're better. like me. You think he? And I don't think it's a race car. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it but is. But sometimes when London, you hear it, you it's think a London bus stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a race car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's actually set up in her own bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where the baby is at the moment. It's even better for me because I look after the other one. Uh, so it's even better. <laughs> even better dealing with the whole baby. Uh, I brought the babies into our bed. Yeah, and I bet he hates that. Nah, well, it would be weird now because the oldest one's 19. Yeah. <laughs> He's not sharing our bed anymore. I just think, I, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Uh, marriages <laughs> are imploding and you think they should have separate bedrooms. Well, no. It's something to do with their self-care. The self, yeah, self-care. And, and, and ultimately, it's it's going to be things under the surface. Like you say, you know, you could, you could person could say they've got a you know, medical issue putting strain on but actually 
reality is it's going to be something under the surface. Totally. That thing you said about um, uh, accepting that you're not right. Letting, Letting go, go of being, being right. right. Go on. We did a whole week on oh, that. It was oh, go on. Give really us, give us a bit absolutely that. awful. That. It was awful. I have a really horrid neighbour. Right. Oh, she's horrid. She's now, outside, actually, as a guest. She, no. <laughs> she would not come anywhere near me. She hates me. Anyway, she's very unpleasant to deal with and very difficult. Now, I could give you all the reasons in which... I am right and she is wrong because mm. she is whatever. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get triggered by it. I don't even know the bitch and I don't like her. <laughs> you wouldn't like her. You no would one not could, like her. No. no one could possibly She's like her. She's unlikable. This. She is. She made me cry, didn't she, yep. one day? Oh, my God. Yep. She told me the whole street hated me. I mean, oh, whatever. Yeah. It was a whole no. mess. No, it's not nice. Right. She's not nice. Anyway, so that week, it was the same week that I was having this whole nightmare with her right. and I had to let go of being right. right and just because the thing is is that you can either be right or you can be in relationship and holding on to being right actually takes you out of relationship and it takes you out of connecting with the other human being it's very seductive mm. anyway so that's what we were doing we were letting go yeah. of being right it's hard it's yeah. very uh, i don't even want to do it now <laughs> even though i, I don't just, want to do even, any of the even a, even a suggestion of it sounds like way too it's much awful. for me but um i mean it's, it's a good point it leads to a point in terms of like uh how we've seen the efficacy of self-care would that being said then do you think that it's that there should be some kind of uh bridge created between self-care and health care because even though they are two very distinct things, yes. I think, yeah, it's, it sounds like... The two need to talk to each other, yeah. don't they? I think what would really, really help is if the doctors delved a little deeper. So your GP has nine minutes to see you mm. and you may be coming in with uh, type 2 diabetes and a heart condition because you're extremely mm. overweight. And so the doctor will deal with your high blood pressure and they'll deal with your cholesterol and they'll stick you on statins for that. But they're not going to say to you... What's making you compulsively eat? Yeah. yeah. How's your marriage? Yeah. Well, what's the hole that you're trying to fill with this food? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if a doctor did understand that and did have the, oh, time, did have the time, it's such a lack of resource. And, and mm. the a little bit of psychology knowledge in there, right. you could fix that a lot better than sticking someone on the statins. Yeah. Right. Dr. Ch Dr. Uh, Chatterjee talks about this all mm. the time. And he said that there was a lovely example that he gives about a woman who was very obese and she came to his practice and she he, she just basically wanted some diapers. Whatever it was she wanted, she wanted to go on another diet. She'd been on a million diets. And he basically took the time to understand what her lifestyle was. And it turned out that she was an insomniac mm. and not one doctor for nine years had picked up on the fact that she wasn't sleeping. Mm. So he said, I treated the sleep. We got her sleeping and the weight just dropped yeah. off. Yeah. Insomnia is because it was nothing to do with her diet. Okay. It was nothing to do with her weight. It was the fact that she wasn't sleeping. What it boils down to, I would say for, I'm going to stick this statistic out here and it could be wildly wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, this is exactly but, factually accurate, listeners. Completely <laughs> factually inaccurate. But I would say like 85% of this stuff is people feeling I am not enough. Mm. And I think if every child grew up being told, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough. And that was a thing that you was put out all the time into the world. A lot of this stuff would not exist. So then we mm. become these adults with all these dysfunctions and problems and they physically manifest or they mentally manifest. And it could all be unpicked. I think about that all the time with my kids. Do you? you know, well, because, you know, they're two and, you know, it's like they're really, you know, babies. And I just think, you know, like it, I was with him for a long time on holiday, more than I normally am. You realise how often if you didn't stop yourself, you're saying no, mm. don't, don't yeah. stop because we're in a house of, you know, place yeah. where you can, don't, don't stop. And it's like, after a while, you can be like, this is bollock. I'm the one with the problem, not him. Yeah. And I kind of looked at that and I've gone, right, you've got to kind of try and communicate better. 
got to try and you know you can say it to your kids and you do feel like yeah. a bit of a dick i will confess yeah. but i started with my youngest and i would just say to him like when i put him to bed at night you know what you are enough tell me i'm enough i'm enough i'm enough i'm enough no you're yeah. enough and you just say it and you say it and you say it and we you should do it with each it. other Shipping. Every day, just oh, by the way, <laughs> you are really enough. sweet. I, th- I think, it, I, you know, it's a good point. I think most people, I think, I think the uh, psychiatric industry probably would uh, die. Not, hopefully, yeah, would die. Yeah, they would die. Yeah, you'd people. If people felt they were enough, they would probably be need for less therapists and less people to be medicated with antidepressants. But then, with that being said, because I think it would be a very useful practice, how effective do you think that practice can be when it is juxtaposed against capitalism? Because purchasing, oh Dane, my darling, I, I don't know. I, you, I'm you just know. into self care and wellness. I don't deal with capitalism. You, you might do because I say that because this, it's the celebrity part of it. Okay, that's what I mean. Because essentially, yeah, they get paid and they, they make money mm. by almost not necessarily saying it, but also hint, hinting. That you're not enough. Absolutely. Mm. Well, they're this telling is, you every day you're not this enough. This is what that, that, the so that's whole what, so that's what I should have said. Is, is like, it's, but it's, it's more the fact that, like, even the reason why I think celebrities are co-opted as well is because you're creating an unattainable uh, yes. aesthetic, and that's a great way of motivating people to think they're not enough and totally. to invest in stuff that they can't necessarily afford or that's not necessarily going to benefit them. And you have hit the nail on the head with the entire wellness world. That oh, is it in a nutshell. Yeah, and that's that's and, my concern about it though is that I feel like sometimes it's for me. It's even when they used to have the reality stars that come out of like Big Brother or one of these shows, then they like put them in a bikini that's like two sizes too small for them. Then they got them running on the beach and they're like, look at this fat bitch. Because it's normally towards young women. Look at, like even a lot of the magazines, like the weekly magazines used to just be like, well, I just called them for lack of a better term, anorexic digest. Because Mm -hmm. one week it's like, Kim Kardashian's curves are amazing. Is she too fat? And this is happening in the space of a week. Mm. So if you're still doing that, they're not still allowed to do that though. I thought it's a lot less. Before they couldn't do it in publications, but you don't have to they don't need publications anymore because it's on social media. Well, you've got the sidebar of shame. I won't say the paper, but you know, the la 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 sidebar of shame where it's all there. Yeah, so 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 that that happens now where for a young person, you are on a roller coaster of self image where Mm. this week I'm curvy. Is it like I saw and I never used to pay that much attention to this. They're using heroin chic again. Yes, in, it's, in, back. Online. it's back. It's that's, back. That's back. That's back. Mm, it's back. During an opioid crisis. Yeah. <sighs> so like, even going back to the question we had at the top of this episode, why celebrities don't take a harder line with it, it's insane because like, I read even this week, the girl, uh, the Amanda Bynes was a, it's like a Disney kind of like, with child star, does a lot of Disney channel stuff. She's had to just recently be put in a secure ward because she was walking the streets naked. She I, probably got I mean. torn down by the Poor press. It's, it's what is her. It's what, she's one of many stories of young people, a lot of the time, predominantly young women, who are forced to even mature sexually in front of the male or... The male gaze. The male gaze or gaze yeah. in general. Yeah. And you have no idea who you are. But at the same time, you're also used to sell an unattainable lifestyle to young people. Yeah. And the difference is that on TV now, if you try and sell hair dye or you sell a hair product, they have to put, in a small print, this person is using hair extensions or this person, this is not their hair. Do yeah. they? Yes. Yeah, they got to put a small print. They might try and find a way around it, but normally if they, someone's wearing hair extensions or let me tell they you, say it's, mis- it's misleading. Claudia Winkleman on the Head and Shoulders ad, she ain't, she ain't using Head and Shoulders. <laughs> yeah. per- There's no there you way. Per- perfect example. She's yes. not using Head and Shoulders, but she'll endorse it. And sometimes people, they, if they, they have to put that caveat. Whereas it's the Wild West on social media mm. and a lot of this stuff yeah. is being sold as well-being. Yes. And I feel like there is a difference between coming from a privileged background and living well. 
Those are two very different things because yeah. there's a big difference between somebody who, if that person puts on weight, they can go and get lipo and you won't even know about it. That's right. That's not always available for everybody. So Also, I, fresh, healthy food is not always available to everybody. It's a massive either. commodity that most people can't afford. Yes. And even when you do that, like, but then if I know I can get a chicken burger and chips for two pounds. Exactly. That's, right. that's what you're going to do. Yeah, because I, we have to. And, and, I, and I guess that's the reason I, reason I reference capitalism part of it is that I think well-being has now become a commodity it that has. is only affordable to certain people. Absolutely. It's elitist. Yeah. And that is the whole basis of our show that we debunk all of that because yeah. we refuse to believe that wellness and self-care is elitist or expensive. Yeah. Well, th- this episode has been, this has been a, a re- one of the best ones for ages and no offence to previous guests uh, but it's been a <laughs> well, really thanks, good well thanks Howard it didn't start strong did it if you are a guest you are offended you see Howard don't give a fuck about his sister-in-law so uh, so do you think he's going to give a shit about you just saying this woman helped bring his children into the world he's still saying it helped bring his children into the world and yeah tell us about your show surely because we've talked about it a bit but we need to hear a bit more what do you want to know well tell I mean imagine there's just a person sitting there in their bed elevator pitch yeah they're sitting here listening to this they want to know where they're going to listen to you guys and how Nicole does this bit oh do I (laughs) (laughs) she does it every week at the end of our show we are available everywhere just type in self care club you can find us on Spotify Google Play Apple wherever you get your podcasts Mm. Um, you can come to any of our social channels at self care club pod got a facebook group a private facebook group yeah. which we only talk about self-care and it is the most positive oh, sweet lovely place the in the world we get and the things mm. we get told and the pe- things people share with us it's called self-care clubbers on facebook mm. it's a private group and you can join and they will chat to each other and chat to us and it's very very sweet it's very needed yeah I we're also on tiktok which my children find absolutely abhorrent yeah, <laughs> but it's a fact don't let them there's much worse on tiktok that's what i said at least we're not dancing around oh we're not dancing no, we're no. gonna need to do another episode right dame where we all test something out absolutely yeah yeah that will definitely oh, okay be, we'll be well up for that wouldn't we We'd be will well you up. it'll be oh, really funny you, that you might well, regret that you find us powers. the practice and we'll no no we'll find <laughs> the practice yeah yeah we're game we're up for it leech I'm, therapy I'm, I'm about to say yeah I'm not going to bleach and uh, penis also... facial anyone uh, okay wait how what <laughs> Tara help <laughs> you did say yeah you did <laughs> You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeast and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE podcast and we could feature you in our next episode thanks for listening guys and remember question everything insanity group hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.